Welcome back to On Baby, where Chicago meets the DMV. Welcome back, guys. So today is Saturday, January 19th, and I believe it is the 29th day of the government shutdown. I made a podcast a couple weeks ago about the government shutdown when it first began. And so we have moved into the crisis situation that is the government shutdown. So a lot of people are being affected by this uh, government shutdown, which I think is totally sad. You know, uh, a lot of people have their opinions about, you know, people saving money and not putting yourself in a situation where you have all your eggs in one basket. But quite frankly, most people live paycheck to paycheck, maybe two paychecks or three. But, you know, it's not a situation, depending on where you live and what the economy is in the area that you live in, that, you know, you could save a lot of money, especially if you have a family. Now, government employees are not just in Washington, D.C. Government employees are everywhere all across this nation, from California to Florida, all the way up to Boston and upwards, right? So every single government employee uh, hasn't gotten a paycheck. And I think that they are fast approaching not getting two paychecks come next week. Some people are in financial ruins at this point. Now, to be fair, uh, President Trump has signed into law that once the government reopens, that government employees will get their benefits and their payback. But what about the long-standing concerns and problems that this shutdown has already inflicted on so many families? So I've been following the hashtag shutdown stories, um, and a lot of people are, are expressing concerns Uh, For instance, like a NASA scientist is saying that he signed a contract with NASA to only work on scientific things concerning NASA and their research. And he cannot get any other jobs because I guess NASA doesn't want him or her to share the information with anyone else. So during this shutdown, you know, he or she has been laid off and cannot seek additional employment. So what is a person like that to do? And to make matters worse, uh, he's saying that his spouse is also a NASA scientist. So there are two checks that are missing, going on four checks that are missing from that household. And they also have three kids. The daycare is looking for their money for their three kids. They don't have any money. Because they're not bringing any money in this, you know, and even if you have savings, and this is a point that I think most people are forgetting, even if you have savings and you're paying your mortgage and you're paying for food and you're paying to keep the lights on, there's no money coming in. So all the money is going out. So this is a game of debits and credits. There are no credits. So most people are doing side hustles to get through. But I think this is a very, very sad time um, in the country where people, their lives are basically hanging in a balance. And it seems that no one knows how to stop this thing from happening. No one has enough wherewithal to challenge this administration and get them to do their jobs so that 
everyone else can do their jobs. I mean, what gives? I mean, this, this, this is, this is, we're fast approaching February. Lindsey Graham, Mitch McConnell, uh, the president, the vice president, Nancy Pelosi, uh, Schumer. uh, These are our elected officials. And the pettiness is on a whole nother level. So government employees are leveraged and pawns in this game called politics that I'm sure they never signed up for. So right now they're saying the thing that can move the needle just a little bit may be for TSA workers to just walk out on the job. And that would ideally create a national emergency. What are your thoughts? Another burning topic this week is the Clemson Tigers visited the White House a few days ago and the the leader in chief ordered McDonald's and pizza for the gang. Now, there's nothing wrong with a good Big Mac every so often. And I definitely love Chicago pizza. So, you know, I don't know where he got the pizza from because all the talk was the McDonald's hamburgers. Now, I've had a hamburger from McDonald's before. Big Mac, quarter pounder with cheese. I actually started my my career at McDonald's at 16 years old on the north side of Chicago. Not then or not now have I ever heard of hamburgers. But, you know, <laughs> 45 is for, who 45 is. He's hilarious and sad all at the same time. Now, I know, you know, people say, oh, why are you guys making a big deal out of this? You know, the White House, sta- the White House cooking staff wasn't there at the White House during the visit because we're in a government shutdown. I get that. I get that we're in a government shutdown. But 45 could have stimulated the economy in Washington, D.C. by ordering food from anywhere. There are so many fantastic restaurants in Washington, D.C. that he could have given these guys a proper meal. You know, let's unpack it. There are millions of Mexican restaurants, which I'm sure he's not going to order anything from. (laughs) There are Italian restaurants. There are seafood places. There are millions and millions of chain restaurants. There are so many specialty restaurants in Chicago, in, in, I'm sorry, in DC, where he could have ordered in a steak dinner, a chicken dinner, a seafood dinner, whatever. Because you just have to look at it from Clemson, South Carolina, to Washington, D.C., there has to be at least four million McDonald's. So why would I want to put on my best dress, fly to Washington, D.C., to come to the White House, which is an experience all by itself, because most people have not been inside, to sit down and eat McDonald's, right? To me, that's crazy. On baby, crazy. Because he could have done so much better than that. Now, these are also guys who are on the cusp of being drafted. So their workout regimen and their diet has to be A1 Supreme. And everybody knows craving McDonald's and eating at McDonald's is not A1 Supreme food. 
So I think this is a fail, a failed test. And, you know, hey, guess what? He was very proud of himself for paying for this food during a government shutdown. I mean, you know, he's a billionaire. He has a lot of money. So to me, I think that's a slap in the face to the coaches, to the staff, to the parents, to the players, to the national champions, because you did not feed these guys and gals championship food. I believe it's shameful. Terrible, terrible, terrible. However, they did show up. Most teams don't even show up to the White House. And so maybe they set a precedence like there's no other team coming back anymore because they can stay at home and eat McDonald's for real, for real. Moving on to NBA news. So last night I had the opportunity to watch uh, the Golden State Warriors game. They played the L.A. Clippers last night and won. And it was the return of DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. Who didn't look bad. I think his first shot was a dunk off a pick and roll from Kevin Durant, which looked pretty good. He was very excited. But my man was gassed within the first, like, two runs up and down the court. I know it was mostly excitement, you know, and his conditioning is probably not where it should be. But I just wanted to say, you know, coming off an Achilles tear, which I've had myself on the same foot, my left foot, you know, coming back from that is horrible. When I had to come back from that, I think I was already early 40s. Boogie Cousins is probably early 30s. So, you know, his his upside from coming back from that thing is probably pretty good. But you have to also realize that this is also the same injury that sidelined sideline pretty much Kobe Bryant and countless others. You know, it's a, it's a rough, rough, tough injury. So I was very happy to see Boogie Cousins come back from an Achilles tear. I mean, you know, kudos to him. Welcome back. And guess what? The Warriors are a scary bunch. That top five with Stephen Clay, Katie, um, uh, Andre Iguodala, DeMarcus Cousins, and the bench that they got, the young guys that are coming behind them. The NBA might have looked, you know, fairly decent, like you have the LA Clippers on the rise and the Raptors and the 76ers and the Rockets. The Nuggets are looking good. You know, even the Sacramento Kings have some promise. But people have to admit, when they saw that starting five on the court last night, they had to put a lot of fear and shockwaves into people, knowing that Boogie is now working to get his conditioning up for June and making that run at the NBA five, at, the, at the NBA championship. I mean, what a scary, scary top five. Man, I can't wait to see it. So Laquan McDonald, the officer that shot and killed him, got six years and nine months in prison after putting 16 bullets in this young man. And I just am astounded by, but I'm really not astounded, but I'm astounded that they only thought that this young man's life was worth less than seven years in prison. And then his wife had the unnecessary gall to say, release her husband, that he doesn't deserve to go to prison for what he did. It's amazing to me how people value their own lives, but don't value the lives of others. You know, that that right there is crazy to me that, first of all, I'm surprised he even got indicted and charged in the murder of Laquan McDonald. 
But then, you know, to to throw dirt and to spit in the family's face by saying my husband don't deserve to be in jail and also only to give this man less than seven years in prison. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. I know the city of Chicago was outraged. Everybody across the country is outraged that this is going on. But this is the world we live in. This is a new world. We have to fine tune our radar and say, hey, you know, we don't we, we shouldn't sit back and take it. But at the same time, these types of things should not be expected. But this is what's happening in this world. And so I believe that that sentencing was unjust. I would love to hear how they came up with six years and nine months. And I was I was listening to um, Roland Martin. He said at best he may serve two years and a few months if they give him time off of good behavior or time already served or something like that. I mean, this is absolutely ridiculous. So, uh, you know, when are other people's lives going to matter? Because you basically are giving everybody else the green light to go ahead and shoot and kill whoever you want, and you're going to get basically no time. It's absolutely sad, but, you know, at least they got something. I don't know if they got any monetary compensation, the family that is, um, but I think that it's a, it's a, it's an unjust, it's a very unjust criminal justice system we have, and it's so political as well. Uh, I know this this episode I've been talking a lot about politics, but it's a very political world we live in, and you could be the cashier at Walmart now, and politics is going to affect your life. When you know, if you just a few years back, it wouldn't touch you, but now it's touching every single last one of us, and it's real out here. That'll do it for On Baby. I'll talk to you guys next time. Leave me a message if you guys have any questions or want to discuss this topic, any any topic that I've covered on today's show any further. Thanks. Peace.